welcome back to another exciting episode of Movie Reel. I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And we thought we would finish off our summer movies with the Mitchells vs. the Machines. Because what do we do on this podcast, Kevin? We talk about movies, dissect them, and just have a fun time talking about all the weird, goofy stuff that movies have to offer. And this week is no different. And there's a lot to talk about this movie. Yeah. Uh... I, don't, I honestly don't even know where to start with this one. So you suggested we do this. And I remember, I want to say the trailer. So the trailer for Mitchell's vs. Machines, I want to say came out. Well, when did it come out on Netflix? It was a couple months ago. I actually I, I actually have this. So the original trailer for Mitchell's vs. Machines came out like a year ago right and it was under a different name called connected yes and it was originally supposed to be released in october october 23rd of 2020 but since the pandemic hit it got pushed way back and then um netflix bought the rights to it because it was originally a sony's sony pictures animation movie so like uh like picture um trying to think of a sony animated movie uh like i think transylvania like hotel transylvania wait uh, oh wait i thought is, i saw that wheelhouse this is their first animated movie or is that not true i thought i saw that I and i was like wait don't know where you got that and i'm like wait a minute they've never yeah, done I don't an animated know movie that... that seems weird okay hotel transylvania I, I sony know. well yeah 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 so it was, yeah it was originally uh under like that wheelhouse and I don't know if they like lost the rights to it because uh, the movie got pushed back and they, and they couldn't keep it or Netflix just straight up bought it out, which honestly, that one seems much more likely because Netflix is very much everywhere and super rich. Um, so they bought the rights to it and changed the title to Mitchell's vs. Machines, where it was then released on April 30th, 2021. Uh, and... From what I've seen from the original trailer to the most recent trailer, um, they're essentially the same movie. They, it seems like they added or like took out like a couple like random like small like goof scenes or, or jokes, but it it seems that everything that was in the original version of Connected made it into Mitchell's vs. Machines, and they just kind of took stuff out for for uh, pacing reasons. I'm assuming. So I, it's funny. I remember. The last movie that I saw in theaters was Onward, uh, <laughs> which was March 2020. Oh, and yeah, this right, trailer right played, as the pandemic hit. And at the time, the trailer seemed it seemed very much a um, like it was very much focusing on like family who looks too much at their phones. So, but it was the same plot of they're going to do a road trip and take their daughter to college. And, but there was, it did seem like there was that vibe of they spend too much time on their phones and now they have to battle a bunch of robots and therefore connected because, which um, I was like, and I was kind of at the time, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't think that much of it. I don't remember of the trailer. And so, but then when, and I guess originally, I don't know if this is true. I read that apparently it was called Mitchell's versus the Mitchell's versus the machines was then changed to connected. And then when Netflix bought it, it was changed back to Mitchell's versus the machines. And I feel like that's a little bit more appropriate. Connected works, but I think this one works yeah. better um, because the focus is, it's more, it's mostly on the fact that a 
dad is having uh, or a daughter and dad are struggling to relate to each other. Yeah. Um, Which I I, kind of want to get into that more because I honestly feel like the character growth in this movie is probably the best I've seen probably like this entire year. This is probably by far my favorite animated movie uh, in, in like recent memory. Like they knock character performances out of the park. Everyone is either super relatable or super likable or a combination of the two. They're, every performance in this movie is be- straight up believable in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love that, especially in an animated movie because it's kind of hard to portray that because everything's so exaggerated. Yeah, um, I think the last animated movie I saw was Raya and the Last Dragon, which I did really enjoy. My only thing was it was hammering the theme into us. It was like hammering the theme down our throats so damn hard. And like, and then at the end of the movie, they're like, it's about trusting each other. It's like, yeah, no shit. That's what the whole movie's been about. Yeah. You said that like 20 times (laughs) over the past two hours. Did you see it? We get it. it? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I did. I, I, I completely agree with you. It kind of killed like half the conversations. Like, well, maybe you should trust them. It's like, no, it was just, it wasn't subtle at, it wasn't subtle at all. And it was frustrating. And I also, and I, (laughs) I remember complaining how like the, one of the first lines. And again, I thought again, as a movie, it was really like beautiful. It was Disney. Like there wasn't, it wasn't um, that part. It was just, it was the theme. I think with Disney though, Disney's in this weird place right now. And I felt this way with Soul as well. They're trying really hard to be groundbreaking. And it's just coming off like they're trying as opposed to just doing it. Yeah. And this movie, I'm like, I, I kind of was watching it. I'm like, I wish it was in theaters. One, because it was super yeah. funny. And I was laughing the whole time. <laughs> and also, um, this also is, it's it. I mean... I don't know. I would technically say the word groundbreaking because the main character is very subtly queer, which is not a real, yeah. not a thing a lot of animated movies are doing. They're slowly building that. Well, like the only thing that I like watching it, like I didn't even like pick up on that. Like I noticed that she had like a like a, a pride button on her hoodie. It's like, oh, cool. That like that's kind of some like oh. fun like subtle representation. Without, I didn't. Like, I don't think outwardly I saying it's like that. I'm gay. Yeah. Like, they only, like, confirm it, like, the last, like, two minutes of the movie, like, uh, during, like, one of the uh, end credit scenes. And it was just, I, I really like that when movies do showcase diversity, but not making it seem like it's a mandatory, like... They're not doing it to prove a point. Uh, uh, They're just doing it. Not to prove a point, or trying to meet, like, some, like, uh, un... Like unmentioned quota like a lot of like tv shows and like movies seem to have some like quota of like like uh a minority representations like okay we need to have at least yes. one asian character we need to have at least one female friend we need to have one gay friend and they get no like real character growth or backstories other than you are there to be the poster child of this minority representation and that's it and it's like, yeah and it's so annoying and this one i feel like does it well because you don't really know it's not an issue or 
it has no real need for that to come up at all. And I love that. Yeah, it wasn't until I kind of had like, yeah, like an inkling mainly because she meets. So the main character, uh, Katie Mitchell, she gets into uh, film school and she meets starting to meet people online, which uh, I totally remembered. Hey, which, I yeah, I'm that. like, I totally remember doing that, like trying to find a roommate. And there's a cu- and there's like a couple there's like a couple of we don't I don't know all of their names but there's one girl that focuses on a little bit named Jade and there's a pic and there's like a part where she's drawing her and she's the only she's drawing all of her friends and she's the only one in color and then like at the end of the movie uh, and I was starting to be like I was kind of wondering like is this a crush or is this just um friend like just friend and then I can realize oh it's just a person of interest to her and then her mom at the end of the movie said like how how's everything are you and jade official yet and i was just like oh okay <laughs> and and i it was like yeah it's like it's like are you bringing her to thanksgiving it's like mom it's only been like a couple weeks it's like oh okay and then it like immediately moves, moves forward yeah, and immediately moves forward yeah it's like that's great yeah i feel like lately i've been seeing a lot of stuff where where particularly with like uh gay or like queer representat- representation where it's just done very like it's not a big deal they're just doing it which is great because that's you know the world we yeah. want to live in um like mayor of east town with like, kate winslet like, that did it did it there um or uh or uh even in in onward yeah. i believe one of the the police officers was like oh yeah like me and my girlfriend like i'm, I'm still having like a hard time connecting with like her child it's like oh okay that's what cool. i don't and remember like, that a minor character and, like, i just remember like, there was yeah. a I remember oh, okay. there was a friend and it was like of the group uh that the main character so Tom Holland's character was trying to like hang out with this group and there was a girl and she had a, a pride button like and and so Pixar announced like she's gay but like she didn't really have any dialogue or anything but she was still a character in this movie um or like that was one yeah. of the things that made Shit's Creek so groundbreaking uh or even like uh my friends and I just watched Fear Street like the main romantic leads in the movie for two women, uh, two teenage girls. And it's yeah, just like, I, I really it's, it's to great see that, that things are getting, it's just, they're just doing it. Not, yeah. not to prove a point, not to fill a quota. They're just doing it because that's who these characters are. And that's great. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. But uh, I, I think let, let's yeah, kind of let's, focus let's, yeah. on, um, uh, on some, on some of the, the characters. Um, what, let's kind of start with like the, the main star uh, of this. Uh, uh, Manchi, the pug. Oh my god! By far, star of the movie. He single-handedly saved the world. If it weren't for him, they would not have won. Let's be real. Prove so me wrong. there's. Okay, so let's just so, so, <laughs> just so moving our main on. Character, um, well, I mean, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Anyway, our main character is Katie, um, <laughs> and um, then there is uh, her dad. Uh, What's the Rick? Rick. Uh, and he's Rick, played by uh, Danny. So McBride. Uh, Katie is. I was like, Abby Jacobson. She was on Broad City. Yes. Um, and uh, then and uh, Kirby Your Enthusiasm. Oh, she was. I don't. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I just looked up her IMDb. Oh. I, I I don't know. Um, and then uh, the mom is Maya Rudolph, and Maya Rudolph is just great. In, um, Fantastic. Like she just she manages to be in so many different animated movies, and it's not like she's got this like, it, like it's not like she's like an insane. Like she she's 
I don't know how to explain it. It's not like she's got this like voice that's like, this is made for voice acting or anything. She's just so good at it. Yeah. She just like, she could just stop being in like live action things and just be a voice actress. Like she just always I, I, is I, I can agree with that. She was. She she has like a very like motherly tone. She does play a lot of moms. For her and this, yeah. Like I'm, and she was also um, Aunt Cass in uh, yes. in Big Hero Six, and that like that was a very like she she has like a very like maternal kind of like voice as like yes. oh, okay no like I can totally like hear this and in my mind's eye picture like the voice to this woman is like the mother of like these children, um and it, it, it's just. And, Her yeah. character Linda was probably one of my favorites and, uh, in the movie. She was just so hilarious, and it was just really funny because it seemed that like every character of the Mitchell family I could relate to in some way, shape, or form. Yes, uh, and and draw experiences from from my family, my personal experiences, which is one of the reasons why I I recommend this movie to to a lot of people. Um, and I, I, I don't know if you had the similar experiences, but it seemed like, um, uh, a lot of like scenes and like conversations that like all the Mitchells have had, had, have with one another during the movie, it seemed like either drawn from, uh, a place that most families have had this, a similar conversation or in a similar situation where like, there's a bit of disconnect, there's like, uh, uh, kind of like a little bit of empty nest syndrome and it was just parts of this movie just like hit really close to home and it, and i wasn't a hundred percent sure how to feel about that until i kind of like saw the whole thing uh play out and it's like oh yeah that's 100 percent what happened to me like and, and it was really funny because like uh rick and linda in this movie reminded me way too much of my mom and dad <laughs> to the point where it's like how is netflix spying on me what the hell is going on <laughs> it's like i'm in danger <laughs> how do you know these things and then uh you already mentioned the pug mochi is it mochi or munchy 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 and then Monchi. the brother who totally won me over by the end i think in the beginning it wasn't his character it was just it's uh, so I guess that he was voiced by the director and it is, you know, obviously not a child's voice. And at first it kind of bothered me, but then it just, his, he was maybe my favorite character. He was hilarious. And I think I was laughing at so many things he was saying, like the, the part when Rick after the robots take over and Rick stomps and breaks all their phones which it didn't when Katie was just like, what are <laughs> yeah. you doing? It's like, okay, you know what? This makes sense. Get rid of your phones. <laughs> like, but, but yeah. he, and he, and he's just like, la- he's just laughing. It's like, this brings me no joy doing this. Huh? And he's just laughing but then, like a mad He's man. like, give me your phones. I'll give them back to you. He then stomps on them and then gives them back. And he just drops pieces of the phone into his son's hands. And he goes, and the son goes, thank you, father. <laughs> and I like that or the very beginning of the movie when the dad's like, okay, Rick's like, okay, let's have 10 seconds of uninterrupted eye contact. And they're all just staring at each other for 10 seconds. And the son <laughs> was just like, not what's the son's name? I'm spacing. Aaron. Aaron he Aaron. was just not, bl- or is it, was it Aaron? Yeah, it was Aaron. Or was it like Aaron or Eric? No, it's Aaron. Aaron. Okay. Aaron, sorry. And he was just not blinking. A-A-Ron. Yeah, and he was just not yeah. blinking. And he's like, oh, wait, no, 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 you can blink, you can blink. 
like, like that was my first, that was the first yes. like joke that <laughs> was like, I, really yeah, hit. Um, but, um, I, I, I also want to talk about, uh, two other characters that, ca- that kind of get introduced later. Um, I, I, I recognized one of the voice actors and it took me a minute to, to realize the second one. And they are probably by far like my favorite in terms of, um, like a com- comedic duo and for, for like voice acting, they, like whenever they do any voice acting, they are usually hilarious. And I, and I absolutely love it. And that is, um, Fred Armisen and Beck mm-hmm. Bennett as Deborah bot 5,000 and Eric, the, the two pal robots that end up helping the Mitchells cause they're defective. They are so funny. The scene where they're trying to prove to the Mitchells, Oh, we're not robots. Yeah. We're, we're normal humans. <laughs> Watch. We eat food with our normal human orifices. And he just crams an orange into his face <laughs> until it explodes. Like yum, yum, yum. Good. Yum, yum. Good, good. And they're like, it was just, yeah, it was so the, funny. <laughs> no, the, the best part of that was when they're like, they're trying to convince them and they're like, Oh, we are going to go get our, uh, what was it they said they're gonna like? We're gonna go downstairs. It's like, it's like, we're, yeah, we're gonna go downstairs and get the two humans that are totally there. And it's like, it's like, and Rick's like, all right, let's stop this. It's like, no, 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 no. I want to see what this is going. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. Kate, it's like, let's just, <laughs> they, let's, let's, let's just play out, and then they like come back up. The, again, like, yeah. there are no stairs. They're doing that mime stair joke of <laughs> pretending to walk. These are robots. Like it was. They're they're just they're just crouching down behind the shelf and just write these really crappy doodle faces on their screen faces like hi i'm deborah bot 5000 what are you doing it was just yeah they they were like uh yeah they were they were they were like a i don't even know how to describe it like they were the great addition to the movie that i did not expect um yeah i i I was not expecting them to be as funny as no. they were. They, they had no reason to be as funny as they were, but I am 100% Well, this whole it. movie was just every... It was so clever. The humor was so great yeah. and, and smart, and it wasn't like... There were there were very yeah. few well, I mean, it, it stupid this, jokes. This, I can't even think of one. Yeah, well, it, 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 was, it was the same people who did um, uh, Gravity Falls and uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, both very great very well done and very well praised uh animated uh features well tv show and and movie um they like i mean gravity falls in my opinion was very short-lived but it definitely had its impact that was a great show pretty pretty smart writing there was like a couple dumb things but i mean it was a it was a kids tv show on disney so i i can't exactly fault them because it wasn't disney that was Disney, yeah, and okay. like, there's only so many things that you can get past the Disney overlords, but there mm-hmm. was a lot of things that definitely kind of pushed the envelope a little bit, and it's like, good, good, good for you guys. Yeah, um, it's, it's like, wow, that's that's terrifying. Thanks for putting that in a kids show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the base, so we kind of gave, we already kind of said this, but basically the plot of this movie is that so Rick and Katie are struggling to uh, relate to each other and she's about to go away to film school and she's so excited to basically leave and get out of here and get away from people that don't really get her. And then um, also with that, there is, so there's this, so they all have, 
there's this specification on their phones. They're all PAL products. And yeah. PAL, it's kind of, I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing it's supposed to, yeah, Apple, I'm guessing. Which I'm like, PAL? I'm, that's a great name for a, a, like, a social media, like, or, or technology, like, tycoon like i'm surprised that's not it, it, a real thing it is, and, it is um, yeah it, it is it's generic enough to work yes but icon- iconic enough to last and uh if that makes sense yeah and uh the guy that um built pal so i'm sp- I, uh, mark voiced mark, by eric andre yeah he um so his he comes up with this new the it's like a st- it's a step up from your phone it's basically a robot which and he then is like making your phones obsolete, and then uh, the robots suddenly basically take over the world. And it turns out his phone, Pal, voiced by Academy Award-winning Olivia Coleman, <laughs> um, <Yep. laughs> basically is just controlling all the robots and uh, having. And the, her plot is very sinister. She's going to. Um, she has all the robots basically capture all the humans. And they're going to put put in, like, a rocket-type vessel, and they're going to yeah. be launched into well, space. No, no, no. What, what would they call it? It was, like, the rhombus of total subjugation or something yeah. like that. And I, re- I remember it towards, like, the end when, like, Rick and, like, the whole family shows up. It's like, whoa, it looks like a Pink uh, uh, Pink Floyd uh, Oh, no, it looks like a Journey cover. album. <laughs> that Journey, that, that was it. And, and, and Aaron's like, what's an album? And it's like, that is so wildly random, but 100% accurate. It's super accurate. <laughs> like, I had to, like, pause and look at it. It's like, oh, yeah, it totally does. But what's, but the thing about Pal that's so funny is that it's, she's very much a villain of uh, observation. She's so smart because she's been, like, quietly watching so she knows how to defeat the humans. And so first she like yeah. basically lets, lets the robots go like just go run rampant. And then she she's like, Wish wait till I shut off the Wi-Fi and the world loses <laughs> their minds. And I think my favorite joke and, of and that this- was these like a crowd of people, these two men have like war paint on them. They're like, it's yes. a new era. We must <laughs> sacrifice sacrifice our phone to the router. <laughs> yeah, like, they they have like like red paint and like the sign of like a Wi-Fi signal. It was like we must make a sacrifice to the Almighty Router, and it's so funny. Or like in um, a and cho- that also kind of like brings up. Uh... Oh, go ahead. There's a thing that shows like Italy, like people. There's like a a box that says Wi-Fi here, and they're all like, "Aha!" And of course, it's like you know to capture them. And there's people climbing into it, going, yeah. "Take me, take me!" <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like think of um. If anyone remembers that SNL uh, digital short of um, it was like when it was like when people were listening, white people were listening to uh, Beyonce's Lemonade album oh, and they're yeah. all losing their mind. And it was like Beyonce's and they're all like losing their mind at Beyonce's black. What? Like it was that level of like ludicrous <laughs> insanity. <laughs> <laughs> um. That that also kind of reminds me of like one of the the quotes that that uh, Mark, Eric Andre's character Mark uh, says it's like it's almost like stealing people's data and giving it to a hyper intelligent AI as part of an unregulated tech monopoly was a bad thing. <laughs> it's like oh yeah no that's totally true. It's like that that's a little too real. Apple. Um, 
I'm saying this with like my Apple phone right next to me. I feel like I'm getting a death glare from Siri. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, I actually just found this out. A couple of the like um, the PAL robots, like the the PAL Prime, like the the crazy like super like crazy like ninja looking like PAL robots that kind of show up at the end. Uh, those are voiced by Blake Griffin and the uh, the PAL robot that did like the like the in-flight like infomercial <laughs> after a bunch of the humans get kidnapped is voiced by conan o'brien because why not i was laughing so hard at that um because they're basically given info like you're because it was like the joke was like a commercial like you know like on a when you're on an airplane and it's giving you like here's yeah. your emergency exits or like if you know whatever and uh one of them was your flight the duration of your flight will be forever forever there are no and your destination will be the the cold void of space (laughs) just the deadpan seriousness of conan's voice and i was like (laughs) and it just stops zooms in completely black background it's just like it's like that is so unnecessarily terrifying i love it do it again and then they're all just like and then but then when they, these are they're in their like containment boxes in the like vessel and they're like but you have free wi-fi and they're all like oh okay <laughs> um so um the family decides to go on this road trip because the night before katie's supposed to leave she uh she's trying to show her family this like goodbye video she made and she makes these weird videos on on youtube and her dad doesn't get it and basically he just says really you think this is gonna you can make a career out of this it's like really you're like don't, yeah. maybe don't say that like that's not the best thing to say and her videos are super weird but also i'm like yes first of all she could do very well at like i can totally see her being like a video producer at like like buzzfeed or like something yeah kind of inter- some internet based like company like that yeah that, 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 that was one thing that i i really like about like the humor of this movie is like a lot of like the like tech video uh like jargon type jokes that they come off it it's very much like old school like dated memes from like youtube from like 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 2005 uh and i i just thought that was really funny because it like this movie's like set in like modern day because like we see like a lot of like old like um like family footage and it's like timestamps is like 2003 2005 like etc cetera, etc cetera. and i just thought that it was really funny that yeah i was just laughing because i'm like i remember like 10 years ago when all of those all of those like timestamps were like the 90s and now it's like it's 2004 like the new 90s <laughs> I mean, I feel old. it seems like it <laughs> <feel> now. <old. laughs> but also, I was laughing because I mean, we are we are college. I mean, we are college graduates. We are old, basically. But I think, um, particularly, there's like a home video of Rick and Katie, and they're singing. Uh, it's like they're doing a talent show, and the song is uh, "Live Your Life" by Rihanna, and um, it's the like. But the thing is, it's funny because I vaguely remember that song. What I remember instead is Numa Numa, which starts the same way. Yes. <laughs> it starts the exact same I, I know that. It starts the same way. That's honestly how I knew that. So it's like, it, it yeah, that song that song will forever trigger that memory I looked, yeah. for me now. It's just like, my yahi, my And it's like, it, it's like, as soon as like they started saying that, it's like, 
are they about to do Numa Numa? <laughs> like, I had to stop myself. It's like, it's like, don't sing. Don't sing along with them. Don't sing along with them. I know you want to. But then, um... But, and, then, and then they actually started saying lyrics like, this isn't Numa Numa. I feel lied to. I went to. and looked up that video and I forgot what it was called. I'm like, uh, I spelled it out with like, Maria he, Maria <laughs> and, and it popped up. I said parody video and it popped up and I watched it and somebody commented, this is a historical masterpiece. <laughs> it, it is. is. It really is. Um... I mean that was like like that was like one of like the first like not one of the first but it was like one of like the most well-known videos on YouTube for like the longest time like it was like that Chocolate Rain Charlie bit my finger Lee Britney alone uh the sneezing panda Tron guy like all of these were like like the historical records of YouTube. Yeah. And I, it was just kind of funny how like stuff like from that, like era of like the internet kind of seeped into a, a clean version of humor for this movie. I, yeah. And, (laughs) but, um, so basically after, you know, she, he breaks her laptop accidentally but still i mean they're basically pulling on her laptop because they're fighting and then um breaks it and i'm like first of all it's the night before you're going to college you need a new laptop <laughs> like and and you're going to yeah. film school you really need a laptop um but um seriously it's like you can't do all that on your phone i mean you can do a, i mean you, you a, can do quite a bit on your phone but yeah no yeah. Like, but anyway um yeah, he they decided to go on this road trip, and he's like, "Okay, I canceled your plane ticket, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I called the school. You're gonna miss orientation." It's like, wait, what? And and it's like, I this need is what that. I thought was weird. <laughs> the timestamps. Um, so she's basically recording their trip, and the timestamp on it says like uh, September. It's, it's like late September. And then at the end of the movie, when they do drop her off at college, it says a few months later, and it's still fall, which means it's probably November. But then when they she calls her mom, and she's like, are you bringing her home for Thanksgiving? I'm like, it is Thanksgiving, like right now. <laughs> like, or is Thanksgiving <laughs> next week? <laughs> like, like. <laughs> I, I, I so guess. If you're, what? <laughs> I, I, I never, I never really picked up on like that. But all- uh, that detail. There was just, I mean, to be fair, there was a lot of details to notice. So I feel like a lot fell under the radar because there was just information overload, information overload by that point. But um, so they're basically they kind of make it out to be like they are the weirdest family, and they're the last people. They they managed to hide from the robots, so they are the last people, uh, like on Earth. Who can possibly stop the robots that have not <laughs> and, been captured um, there the the mom kind of compares them to their next door neighbors who are very like very cliche yeah the posies, the posies. which is hilarious because they're always like you know putting up instagram pictures and they're like we're going doing our fam our, our annual um family get togetherness or what was it Fa- 
Yeah, family togetherness trip. Yoga break, and we're at the beach, and it's like we're this is us, and they're just doing like a high school musical jump, and says this was just us now in the parking lot, and the posies are the parents of the posies are voiced by Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. And I I didn't recognize the um the daughter is uh Charlene. Yeah, I think I'm reading that right. Um. I, I don't I, I mean she's a she's a child actress so like that's probably why no, I don't she's recognize an adult. her she she doesn't really seem to have she's an a adult. lot oh god her picture does not, it looks she, she looks like a child okay wow I really messed <laughs> she, that up yeah then. no she looks young but no she's an adult I'm trying to I wow oh she oh, okay she was in Steven Universe she's done a lot of voice acting work then okay um, yeah <laughs> oh okay wow. Oh god, it just keeps going. Um Jeez. Okay. Uh never mind. Um yeah. Wow, the picture that they have on IMDb for her, she looks like a child and that really confused me for a second. I've sec. seen uh like a video of her where she basically says um like <laughs> where she basically said that people they keep thinking she's a boy. Or like I it, I don't know how old it was, but it was it was like and I didn't <laughs> I, I didn't know that much about her at the time. I think I still don't know that much about her, but I know she's been in like a couple of things that I've seen um, in the past X amount of years. Um, gotcha. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so she's comparing Linda is Linda, which is um, my Rudolph character, which I felt like I didn't really get a good sense on her name. Did they, did he call her Linda or was it just Lynn? Uh, like a, a, a- like Lynn, like he gave her like some nicknames. I think he said her name like a couple of times. Um, and I don't know why. Like I kind of wanted to call her Linda Belcher no. a couple times. Although in my opinion, she's way better Linda, than oh, Linda Belcher. It's, it's yes, she's way more. Uh, Linda Belcher creates more problems than she realizes. Um, but this mom. Yes, she is. She is. She is not a force of chaos. She is not an annoying force of chaos but, um, like Linda Belcher is. Yeah, she's kind of. It's kind of the thing is. I feel like the movie was kind of play, trying to play up that whole like, like oh, this is a much better family than us. We're so dysfunctional and have so many problems. And two things about that. One, I thought that at the end, it was going to be like. Oh, they turns out that they're they're really arguing all the time. They're very fake and posers or something. And then apparently no. <laughs> no they're just that way all the time, which is funny, which is a funny joke. But also, I'm like, you guys aren't that weird yeah. of a family. Like you're each quirky, but like you're regular people and you <laughs> like they have pri- their own private jokes like throughout the um prior to the um uh the robots. <laughs> you know, taking over. Um, there's this joke yeah. of getting their <laughs> yeah. dad to act, getting the, getting their, getting the dog to kiss their dad when the dad least expects it. Like they like, and there it's, it happens yes. so much. And it's um, like, it's like an ongoing joke. I'm like, this is very much a family thing. Like there's a joke you find and you, and it's like, that's the, that is the joke of this trip. If that makes sense. And I, I really like the joke of when they went on the Canyon, like like 
trail with like all the the oh my donkeys God. and it's like it's like oh yeah this will be really fun a few hours later it's like get to the top of the canyon if you want to live what about prancer prancer belongs to the canyon Prancer's now. Just in a river in going to the canyon <laughs> <laughs> and then it just cuts to it's like no no donkeys were harmed in the making of this of this video and it was just it was so funny on how yeah. quickly it went wrong. <laughs> that joke, um, apparently they almost didn't put that in the movie because it was really hard to animate the, like, the river and the, like, the water, like, all of that the stuff. The water, water, water is notoriously difficult to animate, I've, I've, I've learned. Because of its movement? Yeah, like, there's, like, certain, like, simulations, like, in, like, Blender that you can use to, like, kind of simulate um different things like fluid and smoke and fire like a lot of stuff that that really move on its own with no real rhyme or reason uh with like different like outside factors um but with this it's kind of hard to do it in like the animation style of this movie because it is so unique because in terms of like animation, there's really nothing else like this other than Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. They basically created their own animation software specifically for this movie, which is a really kind of groundbreaking thing to to think about. I like this animation a lot. It was um, it was it was yeah, it was very different. That doesn't surprise me. That's brand new because it was. Like I can't. There's nothing I can think of that it looks that looks like this. I think the closest maybe is like Despicable Me, like Illumination animation. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, it was colorful. Everybody looked. It was. I don't even know how to just say what to say about it. It was just. It was really cool. Like it was very unique. Um, and I can't. Yeah, and like there's, I could compare it to stuff, but there isn't anything quite like it. Yeah, it, it, it was just I really liked that it was it it was its own unique style. Yes. Because it, it definitely kinda adds like more charm to this. Oh movie. yeah. It adds to the quirkiness. Nothing there's nothing like yeah, because like it seemed like every time like there was like any form of like exclamation or or uh emotional outburst, there was like uh, a huge like explosion of like effects like around that character around the set and it just kind of made the whole scene uh animate with the character like the the entire atmosphere of the setting almost got completely changed in terms of like lighting and and all uh the various effects going on seemed to change with the character and like the emotional like setting of what was going on and i thought that was Mm -hmm. really cool yeah, and I did find the animation. It was though, like everything was designed to be kind of quirky. Like um, Rick, for example, it's which I feel like we've seen this in animation though. His upper, his torso and his like upper body is very broad and stocky, but his legs and his like butt are really skinny and small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and like I, I, I don't remember exactly, but Linda has. I'm pretty sure she has hips. She kind of has like a that mom figure. Yeah, kind kind of kind of pear ish. Yeah, like like it's like curvy, but like I, I yeah I don't I don't really know how to how to describe it other than like a pear. 
Yeah. Like, it, it, That's like, a shape. Kind of skinny, like up top, but like, yeah, uh, more splayed out near near the bottom. And then the son was just like, you know, a little kid. He, he was like, a, how old was he? Like, they never really specified like how old he was. Other no. Than the fact that he was still like in his dinosaur phase that every child goes through. Um. Yeah, I don't think they specified how old he was. My guess is maybe like nine, ten, till maybe like I would say nine yeah. till eleven. I yeah, I was gonna go like as low as seven, maybe. I feel like he's a little. He seemed a little bit more mature than that. Like I don't know. He just he was. He was just as quirky and I would weird use mature very lightly with that character. <laughs> no, like, no, he's not, yeah, like, he, he, mature, but he wasn't, um, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say seven. I would say older than seven. I feel like yeah. he's, I, I, I kind of want to say, like, nine plus. Yeah, they don't really specify his okay, age, okay. and they don't specify what, how, what grade he is in. And this is why I was also like, wait a minute, it's, their trip is the end of September, doesn't he have school? I mean, not for long, because the whole world is just gonna yeah. be, it's gonna be the apocalypse. But like, doesn't they're just taking it, him out of school? That's gonna be two weeks. They, they, <laughs> they, they, they also never specify where they live. No, because like they're it's like we're going on a we're going on a cross country road trip to to take you to your school in in California. It's like okay, cross country, so we're somewhere on the east coast, I guess. And they pass through St. Louis, which seems to be like the only discernible landmark on their entire road trip. And then they They're in the dinosaur in, gas station is um, Yes, again, not really a discernible location in terms of like I landmark. Think they said Kansas. And uh That's right, Powell. right. Oh, and then there's the uh, the Globe Mall, which is in uh, yeah. Oh my God, where was that in? I thought oh, it was supposed to be like oh, Mall of oh, America. Oh, like that an actual location? I thought it was supposed to be kind of like I, th- I th- yeah. Well, there's Mall of America, which is like I think Minnesota. Yeah, I, I th- yeah I thought yeah I thought that was just supposed to be like a parody yeah, of Mall of America. I think so. So maybe I want to say Minnesota or Montana or something. It was okay. one of the two. But yeah. then Silicon Valley is and where Pat was. And then yeah, and yeah, it's like wow, that is. And they managed to do, like, all of that in, like, it seemed like two days tops. I mean, I feel like longer. They packed in a bunch. It was a couple of days for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, they stop at this dinosaur. It's a dino stop. And because the son loves dinosaurs, they stop. And he's just completely destroyed and disappointed because nothing's accurate. <laughs> at this dinosaur it's like gas I need station. To talk, it's like I need to talk to a manager about the scientific inaccuracies. Um, and it turns out, because the neighbors also stop at that gas station, their daughter uh, is also kind of into dinosaurs. And she's like, I, I wish that the T-Rexes had um, feathers. It would make them feathers. more accurate. And he's just like, <laughs> like, oh my god. And his big thing is like, to scream and her and then run away. Makes sense. Um, and then uh, this is their. We've all been there. And they're here when the uh, robots, which I gotta say, it could have been. It was kind of creepy for a minute. Like they're just things raining from the sky, and it turns out they're robots, and they uh, manage to they manage to fight them off pretty well. And then they just hide when another like I don't know a school of of robots. I don't know what the plural for robots is, or a group of robots is called, but a school of robots overhead, and they hide from them. And 
they're they basically Rick just wants to just stay put and lay low, and Katie's like, no, we gotta, uh, and we gotta figure out a way to fight them, and of course get into they're they're both being different and they have differences of opinion, and I think uh, Deborah yeah. or Eric who basically says, if you go to Silicon Valley, you can, uh, you know, you can you, you launch the like kill code and kill pal or you can do it at the globe mall um which is only 80 yeah in like away. any apple store uh, uh pal store i keep wanting to but say apple he keeps saying you can do it at the headquarters but you'll never survive or you can go here it's 80 miles away <laughs> <laughs> and um this is when katie does that whole like this speech to say to her dad like come on dad I I need where were you did you lay low when you brought a possum home as a pet? No, and we all got rabies shots. Or we had we all got rabies that one time, but now we're immune. <laughs> or dad like she does this whole speech of like, we need you, and then she says to her brother, Oh yeah, I didn't mean a word of that. Yeah, it's, like, it's like why would you say mm. something so unnecessarily mean? Yeah, and it was just like she was just saying like, I don't know, I, yeah, I didn't like the it was way too like on the nose. It's like I mean, I've seen enough movies to assume she didn't mean a word of it. Yeah. But also, it was just very, like, it was a little unnecessary. Yeah, it's like, also, it's like, why would you, yeah, it's like, why would you tell your brother that who is actually working with his mom to make sure that you guys connect? It's like, like, it, it, I, it annoyed, that was like the one thing that annoyed me about this movie, because like, as soon as she says like, oh, I don't mean a word about, uh, of what I just said, it's like, that is going to come back and bite you in the ass so hard that it's not even <laughs> and, funny but i yeah it, but it, i do love yeah. i remember if it was before or after um the basically mom's trying to get dad to connect with her and the brother's trying to help katie connect with the dad and there's a part where uh rick just suddenly is just like like a robot just like daughter i value and respect your opinion and you look and see linda is holding up cue cards <laughs> And then the brother does the same thing. <laughs> and, and later on, yeah, it's like, Father, I crave your wisdom. How you talk. So hard. I had to go back and watch it again. I was laughing so hard. Like, when did she make those? I, I just I just love like the, the that's like no one says that. It's like, Father, I crave your wisdom. It's like, who says that? Um, She's she sounds like she's like has like a gun to her head <laughs> like when when she's saying that and it's so unnecessarily the way, funny. Uh, I bring I bring all this up though because the way they decide to like they'll head off to uh, the globe mall to to avoid being detected by robots they they disguise the car so from the roof they make it look like it's just road. So it's like black with yellow lines. Yeah. And so when it's, it's, it looks like a moving street, but I'm like, I was laughing again so hard. I'm like, that's so effing smart. It just, they just disguise it. So from above, it just looks like road. <laughs> and uh, of course it flies off and then robots attack them. Uh, but I got, yeah. Yes. And, and she got to learn how to, to drive stick. And it was just such a fun teachable moment. And of course rick's putting his own unique spin on it and because earlier on he does what's called the rick, rick mitchell Marshall special. special where he just draw yeah the rick mitchell yeah rick mitchell <laughs> i don't know why i said marshall the rick mitchell special where he just drives in like an, an unused lane of traffic that's usually like cordoned off and 
It's like, oh, and it, of course, like it goes bad. He gets pulled over by a cop, and it's like, yeah. If anything, officer, I was helping the flow of track. Was like, what? What are you writing down? <laughs> and you know, he does what he does to like, oh, th- my own quirky thing will help, uh, uh, help save the day. <laughs> and of course, it's like, dad, that's the coolest thing ever. And they start connecting, and it, of course, makes the sudden outburst of, yeah, I. I just said what I wanted to say so dad would help me. And it's like, that hurt that much more because now he's just going to think mm-hmm. all of it was a, um, a lie. We got to talk well, We got to talk about when they do get to the mall and uh, Pal figures out what they're, what they're up to. And it's like, basically, okay, we know oh. where they're going. Let's send all the robots there. Yes. And almost every product has some kind of Pal chip in it. So they basically, the whole thing is they have, so they're, uh, Deborah and Eric, is it 3000? Are just with them now. Five thousand are just with them now. Five thousand, and they are about to like, you know, they upload the kill code. Yeah, but they gotta wait for it to upload, and it's like, you know, t- it takes eight minutes. And then, of course, all of these electronic devices, and as well as um, gadgets mm. like blenders and toasters, are just coming in live. And I was laughing at the um, the washing machine. No, the washing machine that just the said like uh, oh. delegates, fluff and fold, carnage. <laughs> <laughs> and the robots like stop our, our time has come oh and then they like <laughs> they're all like flying they're like not flying they're like driving in like a flying v and they <laughs> eventually like hit an escalator it's like ouch the humiliation stop oh ouch it's ouch and like it was so funny because like oh no they're gonna get attacked because like the sun is like has to deal with them. It's like, oh no, Dad! It's a pack of vacuums, and then that happens. Like, oh, never mind. I, I took care of it. But let's not forget the true oh nightmare of that scene. <laughs> oh my God. Something that I thought went extinct long ago. I'm of course talking about Furbies. I thought it was hilarious that the son had no idea what a Furby was. It's like, oh, there's hope. <laughs> I don't think I had a Furby. Um, I don't know. I don't think I can I don't know. Maybe I did. I don't think so. Clearly, if I did, it didn't leave that big of an impression on me. Yeah. Yeah, I, n- I never had a Furby either. They w- are in a store and, <laughs> yeah. oh, well, okay, first of all, they're trying to grab stuff that isn't electronic. And Rick picks up a smart tennis racket, which starts hitting him in the face. He's like, why is there a computer chip in a... In a in a tennis racket, but they hide in a toy store, and a like an army of Furbies descends on them. And then no, there's the giant giant Furby. Think of like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man scene in Ghostbusters, but it's a Furby. Yeah. And they're like, "Who would build this?" <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was also super creepy because like they're all like chirping and like humming and just apparently communicating in their own language. Oh my god, it was It's like, it was so creepy! (laughs) It's like, oh no, our fallen brother, we must summon the elder, and it's like, me, me, and they're all just like, gearing up for that, and harmonizing, and it was so, so weird, and so creepy, and then when the mega furby shows up it's like i will avenge my fallen children i will send you to the void it's like what <laughs> fuck i know can you imagine how much fun they had like coming up with the language because they're again they're just making furby sounds but they had to come up with like subtitles to what they're saying can you imagine how much fun they had coming up with the subtitles 
Oh my god, yeah. It was... Uh, they they had a blast with that. Um, but oh then, uh, in, I don't remember how, was it... Um, something uh, defeats the... Uh, oh, um, they basically... They, they defeat the giant Furby, and it ends up breaking the router in the mall. And so, okay, well, we got to now head to Silicon Valley. And, oh, wow, Rick and Katie are bonding now. And um, actually, during all this, though, uh, Linda res- saved one of, saved uh, Eric or Deborah, one of them. And after that, she's like, yeah. why did you save me? And she's like, oh, you're family now. And I just love when she's like, he's like, are you my mom or my mother? And she's like, ah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> it's like, brother, I seem to be feeling something. Emotion. Look, I drew a tear mark on my face, like you. <laughs> but when they uh, get to, yeah, it's like, but they get to yeah. Silicon Valley, and oh, okay. Actually, we should bring this up though before we get to that part. So we find out that apparently, what one of the reasons that Rick might be kind of. Um, why he's not as supportive as he should be of Katie is because he wanted to, he's very much an outdoorsman and had to always want to live in the woods. And they used to live, uh, Kate, Linda, um, Rick and Katie, like she was like a baby lived in like a cabin in the woods and they apparently had to sell it. And they don't really say why I'm like, was it money? Was it, like it was what there was never really any reason why he had to give up his dream and she's just saying i I think he just doesn't want you to you know he's worried you're gonna fail and he doesn't want you to go through that which is like okay but why did he fail it doesn't really ever give any explanation yeah um yeah that that did uh annoy me a little bit that there was never any explanation other than we have a child now we have to move it's like a lot of people live in like mountains or woods like baby yeah it's like is is it a problem with baby proofing because like that's a quick fix yeah it just didn't it was like or do you not have a job (laughs) like you just want to live in the woods we also don't really do we know what his job is no it's just he's dad therefore he has job a handyman but also linda this in the same uh in the mall scene she says something like uh like, oh, I'm a first grade teacher, blah, blah, blah. And her character very much yeah, yeah, felt as, like a teacher because Katie's like kind of going through the rundown of her family yeah. saying, mom believes in me, but she says that to everybody. And she's saying it, it's like a cuts to her saying it to Mochi or Mochi and uh, gives them like a star or there's a part where she gives uh, Rick like a gold star. And so I'm like, stars. okay, maybe she's a teacher. And so it wasn't, they did lay the evidence of that really well, but I was just like, it just seemed very, it just came out of nowhere. I'm like, I, it kind of came off like, oh, we, we didn't mention that, uh, we, we didn't mention that she's a first grade teacher. We'll throw it in here now. Like, I don't know. And I, I kind of think of when they could have said that, but I don't know. I, I also just thought it was really funny because it's like, oh my God, something else I can relate to. My mom's an <laughs> elementary school teacher <laughs> and my dad is also very outdoorsy <laughs> and like it, they, yeah, they do never specify like what job that he has, but like he very much seems to have like a very like blue collar job. Yeah, it, it like that—that's the vibe that he gives off. It's like, oh, I'm like a working man. I work with my hands. Like any anything other than what I do is not a real job, and that's kind of like the vibe that he gives off. Like it, uh, and like that's I feel like that's part of the reason why. 
he's not as supportive of like Katie as he should be because like, you know, well, for starters, he doesn't know anything about like technology. No. Like he, do- he doesn't even know how to get on YouTube, which is oh a really God. funny um, <laughs> set of events. But think of it kind of, there, there's like two specific scenes that, yeah, it was just really funny how he, he kind of tries to do stuff that we all know how to do. No problem. Like we can do this like 10 times a day. And just not have like any issue. He struggles doing it like once, and it's just an entire like character arc growth moment for him. And I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, it kind of think of it a little bit like Mister Incredible when he's just Bob Parr in like that beginning part of The Incredibles, where he has to go to work, like join the rest of the world, come down to reality, but this is not what he wants to be doing. A little bit. Not as not nearly as depressing, yeah. but um, a little bit. Um, but anyway, so Katie's plan to break into Pal is basically to for them to disguise themselves as robots, and uh, they don't know what to do with the dog. And so Aaron puts him on his head, and it's just like he his face is in the like screen part of the robot, and Eric's just do Aaron's just yeah. doing the walking. Um, and, and and we get probably one of my favorite jokes in the movie where like they're they're walking like in unison with like Deborahbot five thousand and Eric and uh, oh. uh Rick is going like bleep blorp bleep blorp I am a robot and like Deborah is like just so you know that's a herpes stereotype. <laughs> that was such an out of the blue jo- I was not prepared for that. Like <laughs> I had to pause the movie, it's like this movie has no reason to be this funny. <laughs> that was yeah. an A plus joke right there. Um, and um, unfortunately, though, like they're they're doing okay, but then they, Pal basically again is very much a villain of observation. So she's like, if I know them, they're probably disguised right here, here right now, disguised as one of us. And they get found basically because she has been doing all this research on them and reveals that you know, that security footage of Katie saying, oh, I didn't mean a word of that. Like, I just want to get, I just want to get my life back and get out of here. And the parents get captured and Aaron and Katie are, yeah, and like escape. And Aaron's just like, why, why do you have to say that? And it's also, yeah, Katie, why do you have to say that? <laughs> like, it was kind of unnecessary and it really came and bit you in the ass. And yeah, it-, it leads to, the most unpredictable climax I was thinking was going to happen because basically when the mall fails at this point in most films, this is when everybody like would be mad at each other. The, um, you know, like the, you know, there's like the, the, there's the incident before the climax. Like I thought that was what the mall was going to be. And I'm like, they don't seem to, they still seem to all be on good, a really good high. And then, that's not the incident. Basically, the attempt to use the kill code, um, like to upload the kill code, is not the way to defeat the pal. I mean, yes, it is, but that's not how they're going to go about it. Instead, <laughs> they go about it in a way that I did not expect <laughs> at all. Basically, when uh, Eric and Deborah first found met the family <laughs> and they see the dog, they cannot register whether the dog is. Oh, we didn't mention this before. They the rope these two robots are malfunctioned and so they're not trying to yeah. capture them. And they first see Monchi and 
They can't register if he's a dog, pig, or a loaf of bread. <laughs> and it just completely, like, overrides their circuits, and they just freak out. And, like, of course, every robot now is just, has, like, a similar reaction to the point where it's like, we can just walk right in and have them look at the dog, have them look at the dogs, and we can just, they, like, they won't stop us. Uh, except for the, um, like, the mega pal bots that are just like just have like the stab hands yeah. which uh i thought i thought the design for those guys were, were really cool and really creative looking um but it was um really funny seeing how they <laughs> their their final plan is just pure unbridled chaos after so the initial plan failed of 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 um uh Linda and Rick being captured and they just like strap Manchi to the hood of the car in like a baby car seat and Aaron is like off on a building and just kind of like telling Katie is like oh there's like some coming your way go like make a right make a left like giving her like directions how does how does she and, know where all the robots are and then uh Aaron's like I don't know and it's like cuts to pterodactyl boy because he loves dinosaurs yes and it which is the weirdest thing because it just freezes on him and it's like they're playing like the dinosaur song it's like everybody get on the floor everybody do the dinosaur <laughs> and like replaces his eyes with like slitted dinosaur eyes with like scales around it's like that is nightmare fuel don't do that again um and like there's like there's a couple of moments like throughout the movie where like there it just like freezes on that and just has like some like crazy like stylish border like around it like the like the rick Mitchell's the the rick uh mitchell special and like other stuff like that um and but it was just really funny doing that and uh uh while uh rick and linda are captured uh rick's cell is right next to uh eric andre's cell uh mark mark cell and he's watching katie's videos of dog cop which is like a, we didn't a talk about good, we didn't really did talk of, about that yeah good cop good cop dog cop. yeah yeah, she she just made like a bunch of like really goofy weird shorts of like the dog dressed up as a cop. It's like I'm here to bust criminals and lick my own butt, and I'm all out of criminals. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's uh, that's one hundred percent a thing that's on YouTube. Yeah, um, and and it's like oh hey, and and he comes up with the brilliant plan. It's like hey, you're a nerd guy. Is there any way that I can get uh that video on like all these screens? Like yeah, you're gonna have to. Uh, you'll have to break in like the main mainframe, but the only way to do that is to get out oh, of the yeah, cell. Oh yeah, wait, wait, wait. So and, there's another thing that we yeah. didn't mention. So they all—I don't remember when. I think it was when they decided to barricade the gas station. They all—he got yeah. all of them at various times: birthday, uh, Linda's anniversary gift. They all have this very sp- particular type of screwdriver. And so when when yes. uh, Mark says you gotta have to get out of here first, and he's like, "You're gonna—I mean." The control switch is right here, but in order to open it, you need a number whatever Robertson screwdriver. And he's like, <laughs> I was like, it's like what kind of maniac just always carries just that so around? Specific. It's like this kind of maniac. It was just so specific, and then he holds up the screwdriver. Yeah, and of, uh, yeah, and Linda figured it out. And it's did the like same thing. this maniac. 
and it, and then he says like so best anniversary gift ever and she's like let's not re relitigate this and then, yeah and she's like still kind of pissed that that was her gift and uh and they're they're running to the control panel they get separated because like the murder bots basically tackle linda and aaron gets kidnapped and like put in like the the, the stasis cubes and she goes full murder mama bear on all the robots and it's like she seems agitated and just just rips their heart out decapitates them she like cuts one of them to the point where it looks like blood spiders like on her face but it's oil and there's a recurring joke later of like oh she's she's become too powerful we got brothers we must flee and like when uh uh they do put on like the the dog cop and uh, are flying on uh, Eric and Deborah bot. Katie and Rick are like about to fight like all the the murder bots that aren't affected by that. Linda is like flying from the sunset, chasing one of the murder bots. Like brothers, run! The lavender one has returned, and they all pan. She now has like a just... scepter, I think. Yeah, she has, like, one of their, like, arms and is using it as a weapon. It's like, I made the metal ones pay for what they've done. It's like, hi, mom's scary now. And she's, Aaron's just <laughs> on her shoulders. I just love the way he said that. He was like, ha, 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 mom's scary now. And then just, <laughs> just continue on. And, um, yeah, that was so funny. And um, and then uh, it gets, it gets kind of great. I mean, it, the whole thing's been crazy, but then... Katie basically tries to defeat Pal. They end up throwing her off the building. She's falling to her death. And that's what I didn't get. So Pal's also falling. And I think the goal was to throw her into the pool because if she, you know, water will obviously hurt a cell phone. And um, they're like, no, like as, as she's about to land on the ground, I'm like, okay, if a phone falls from, I mean, from a height like that, she's going to break. Let's not forget that uh, Manchi, throughout this entire movie, he's cross-eyed and misses everything that is being tossed his way. And then eventually, Pal is like sailing towards him after jumping off of like a parasol, and his eyes straighten up, and he's looking right at it. And as soon as it comes into view, he misses it completely, and it bounces in a glass of water. It's like, good job, Monchi. Um, yeah, I know. I was like, but I was like, I don't understand. It can smash to the ground. Like, that won't kill her. But then she lands. She doesn't land in the pool. She lands in a glass of water and malfunctions, and that's it. And um, it's just kind of, then the ending's very much, like, post-apocalyptic, like, we all survived. And Katie pretends to be dead and gives her dad one last mochi kissing him joke and then it's you know a couple months later and they drop her off at college and uh really cute and sweet and i remember when we dropped my sister off at college and i hugged her and then i went to hug her again and then she like pinched me so that into that <laughs> um um but then <laughs> uh apparently you know deborah and eric are just part of their family now and they're being awarded a medal by the president how are they going to get there? Another road trip. And that's the, that's the movie. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I love this movie. It, it was, it was just so stupidly wholesome. And I, I was not expecting that. I, I was expecting something kind of like along the levels of like boss baby of just like, eh, it's kind of wholesome, but it's overall like a, 
pretty generic by the numbers like we come together as a family kind of movie uh but this one was just the jokes were really funny the characters were insanely relatable um to the point where it was like i'm being stalked by netflix um it was just a really fun movie i i I really don't know how else to describe it because it seems like rarely an animated movie like this which is entirely meant for kids has that kind of level of like pretty smart humor that i mean i'm sure that kids now will get but like i wouldn't have gotten this as a kid because like i wasn't exposed to you know like a lot of stuff that kids would be exposed to now like youtube and all that it was just a really fun kind of uh family movie that uh, i guess kind of evolved because it kind of shows like old school and new new school and like kind of like the pros and cons of of both sides of of that coin and how family is like the one thing that's constant and will always kind of stay true yeah i kind of i feel like we both kind of went into this with the same like i didn't think that much of it i was just like like whatever and then yeah it was truly truly funny um yeah, the jokes were just really smart and I wasn't and again, like I feel like anime movies lately are telling jokes like like not just and I don't mean we don't mean like gross jokes that only the parents are gonna get. We mean jo- like these are just jokes that are like a kid might not get, but an adult probably will. And these I feel like I feel like most kids would know because everything about it is very like kids know what YouTube is. <laughs> um they have phones like they have you know so it's yeah it's very it is very much relatable and you and when we were trying to figure out when we were going to record and you were telling me like how katie was very relatable i didn't think about it that much other than the fact that she wanted to meet her people and i totally am like yeah i remember that like i when i got to college and when i met like my people you among my people i was just like yay <laughs> yeah um um Hooray! But, um, yeah, it's, I definitely 100,000% recommend this. It was really great. It's kind of, I'm just kind of mad that it didn't get to go, didn't get to be released in theaters because, um, now, I don't know, maybe a lot of people will see it because it's on Netflix. Um, but yeah, you're missing out if you don't watch it. Um, I, I feel exactly the same way. This movie is just, it's such wholesome fun good for like the entire family i i was not bored the entire time and i feel like a lot of kids movies kind of have like that low kind of in the middle to kind of get in between scenes but even that Mm -hmm. low was just wildly entertaining this movie is just really funny it's got a lot of really funny jokes some smarter than others but there's kind of a little bit for everyone in this and yeah, definitely give it a watch. And if you have like any inklings or, or uh, reservations about uh, not seeing this movie, just kind of watch like the first five minutes. And if someone in your family doesn't recognize, like you don't recognize like a single trait of your family in the Mitchells, then you can stop. But I, I guarantee you will find something that you can relate to 
uh, about your family. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I love this movie. Do you think this is real? Um, I'm going to say yes, but it's a stretch. Yeah, I kind of agree. Yeah, it, it was just like, okay, let's say that they did hunker down there uh, in, in the dino shop for a while because they made it seem like it happened like within a day that like Pal captured every single human on Earth within that time frame because by that point, like their wife, they the ro- robots turned the Wi-Fi back on and they were able to see like the grand plan of launching them all to space with the Conan O'Brien PSA. Um, yeah, when you say it's like when you say every person on the planet, like really, like some some countries are pretty big, and there's people that live in real rural areas that don't have phones. There's an island off the coast of India of like indigenous people that people regular people are not allowed to go to because a you know affect them with disease as well as like they will kill us so like really you captured them they don't have phones like i feel like if you really dig deep that is probably the most implausible i kind of agree um but uh in terms of like major cities no i don't think that's unrealistic um yeah yeah i feel like the um the movie laid out all the evidence to how they're going to defeat pal um, I feel that I agree. I think there's some, some time, some stuff that just doesn't quite make sense or isn't that believable, but I do think, um, the growth is pretty great as well as, uh, like just, you know, how they were going to defeat Powell was again, like I said, it was very well subtly, like, like it was just very well placed within the movie. Yeah, I I agree with that. It, their their plan to like defeat Powell and then their uh very quick like backup plan uh that that seemed like a very credible source of realism and like a very logical uh next steps. Like okay, this didn't work. Okay, so I guess we're gonna have to try this and and the very quick decision and quick leap to do that makes complete and total sense and yeah i was all for that um that being said i feel like that and like the uh uh dynamics between like all the members of the family totally realistic this is like there there were phrases that like i I remember there was uh towards the beginning of the movie where like katie's like hey dad you want to see this uh the the effects of this movie i just did and her dad says and this is something my dad has said to me verbatim. He's like, no, I can't right now. Hey, you want to check out this mallard? <laughs> it's dead. Verbatim. That is something my own father has said to me. <laughs> what's my the, dad is a pro- my the- dad is a duck hunter, and he is without a doubt, one hundred percent, said that to me, probably more than once in my life. What's the difference between a duck and a mallard? Is a mallard a, a mallard is a, a mallard is a type of duck? Oh. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was Spe- like a mallard. Specifically, he was specifically he was hanging up a green wing mallard. You know how I know that because my dad told me. <laughs> I thought I didn't know if you if it was like a like a mallard, like the the boy name, like the the male duck or something. No, that that uh, a a male duck is called a drake. A female is called a hen. Oh, a hen. A dra- interesting. Yep. A drake and a hen, but a hen's also yeah. a chicken. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, they also lay eggs, so. Yeah, I mean, you know what you know. Yeah. All right. This well, has been uh, duck talk. Yeah. Uh, thank you for my uh, thank you for my TED talk. I mean, duck talk. Um, that, that being said, the shirts um, that come out are going to come out soon that say "Go duck yourself." Oh my um, god! They'll be, they'll be sold at for nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> Twenty ninety nine for the uh, three quarter inch sleeves. <laughs> that being said, Sam, where can these lovely people find us and hear more of my uh, random waterfowl trivia facts? Waterfowl. That's what they're called. <laughs> That's such a nerdy way of saying it. I mean, it's accurate. Um, Don't blame me. Blame my dad for telling me these things. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um you can find us at uh so apple podcasts um spotify stitcher overcast uh google um as well as youtube i'm currently uploading everything that we've we've been doing um so our, our backlog of library is is quite thick right now i'm working on it 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 takes like i'm not blaming yeah, you it takes I'm just like saying, yeah there's a lot right now um yeah and, and uh yeah so please like subscribe uh comment follow um leave a leave a suggestion you can also find us on instagram that might be a good place to leave a suggestion um and yeah so that's the end of our summer movies um yeah Join us next time when we talk about some fun fall films and other maybe non-super niche-related stuff. Oh my god, it's August, which means October is coming. Yes. The countdown begins. I'm, I'm so ready. Do you have? Operation do you have or- your? What your? What? So I mean, Operation I full- Orange has begun. <laughs> do you have your full like? Like schedule, you know what we're doing. I I have several films that I'm going to need you to pick from. Oh boy! <laughs> okay. Yes, I have a lot of movies to choose from. Um, some good, some bad, and some holy shit. <laughs> All right. Um, in the meantime, I hope you guys are looking forward to that because I know I am. Um, I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And you've been listening to Movie Reel. Bye-bye, folks. Bye.